Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Great to be back here with you. I want to talk to you today about prosperity and what I believe for some people and for many people who've heard the prosper- the message from the Bible on prosperity when it comes to finances. One of the biggest hurdles that I see in the body of Christ when people know, when they're not arguing against prosperity, but they're, they they agree with the idea, they agree that God is good, they know that we're, we're in heaven the streets are made of gold and so God wants abundance, they believe that poverty is from the devil, prosperity is from God, they, they're not fighting the doctrine, they agree with it. But one of the biggest hurdles that I see is people uh, being able to rectify and settle in their heart that 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 prosperity, really the level of prosperity that God has for them. You can say prosperity, you know, especially even people who don't believe in prosperity, they say, I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. Well, what, what is, what do you exactly, what exactly do you not believe in? What is prosperity? What does that mean? Does that mean for some people, if you go to a lot of the countries in the world, prosperity is having a roof over your head and having a home that, that, that has running water and electricity and having food three times a day. That's prosperity. That's living in abundance. That's that's not going hungry as prosperity. I don't know what the numbers are, but there's there's hundreds of millions of people, billions of people that that are hungry and stay hungry. They eat, but they're but they're always hungry. They're they're living on one meal a day. That's why they do feeding programs. That's why we give to the poor because they do feeding programs. There's people who get fed through uh, organizations like Feed the Hungry, a Christian or- Christian organization that Lester Sumrall started. There's organizations like that that feed you know, t- tens of thousands, hundred thousands of people a day. And if they didn't do those, those people wouldn't eat. That's the meal that they get for the day. So for some people, prosperity is having uh, three meals a day and a place to sleep. If you told someone that you have, I remember when we watched that movie, you may have seen it, but that movie Slumdog Millionaire, and it was about the Indian who wants to be a millionaire guy who won the, the million. He won a million rupees. Like at the end of the movie, it showed the actual guy who won it and it like went to where he was from. And he wasn't, obviously the movie depicts he wasn't in a, from a nice area, but it went to his house and he lived in this little house, but he had a, his like crowning thing that he bought was a dish, uh, was a, well, a washing machine. Like he was like so proud to like show off that he bought a washing machine. You know, a million dollars and a million rupees are two totally different things. And so for him, prosperity in his neighborhood was that he had a washing machine and he didn't have to hand wash his clothes anymore. I I got a machine that does this now. And so prosperity is different in different countries. And so settling in your heart what God wants for you. And and that's an important thing. Uh, What are you okay with? So that's what I want to ask you. What level of prosperity are you okay with? And then what's too much? And you have to at some point define that for yourself because the Lord is able to do exceeding abundantly far above all that you ask or think. But if you're not willing to stand up for the blessing of the Lord, if you're not will, if you're going to make excuses for it, if you're going to try to explain it away, then the Lord will be limited until you can make that adjustment in your heart. So number one, the first step would be to looking through the word, everything's done through the word, but looking through the word and deciding, number one, that prosperity is the right thing and prosperity is for you. You know, if you're arguing against prosperity, then then 
First of all, that's dumb because the Bible says the, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. He says in 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Psalm 35, 27, he says, God delights in the prosperity of his servants. So we can see all through the Bible. There's, there's hundreds of me- verses on prosperity, not just one or two. There's a whole two chapters in, in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 that are dedicated to finances and giving. And he says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So you have to decide what's prosperity. For some, uh, they believe in prosperity, but for them, prosperity is that their needs are met. And that's where you start. But God doesn't want to keep you in that place. We see in 2 Corinthians 9 8 that he says that you would always have all sufficiency in all things so you can abound to every good work. Prosperity should be measured by what we give, not by what we get. Yes, of course, you have to get it, but but you, what you can give. First of all, that's, that's how you know it's true prosperity is if you're generous towards God. Prosperity isn't, yes, it is for you. God loves you and it is for you, but it's also so that so that God can use you. And that you can have the blessing of blessing other people. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You know, you could take $100,000 and spend it on yourself and there's enjoyment in that. But giving $100,000 is more enjoyable than spending $100,000. So, so the Lord blesses you so that you can have the joy of blessing other people. And so so, so there's people who are, I just want my needs met. But then you, you, can, you can be stretching to move forward. You can be stretching to move forward in how much you're giving. You know, when you hear Pastor Rodney talk and he talks about the ministry, I, I didn't hear, I haven't heard him say what, what the ministry took in last year, but I heard him say what the ministry gave last year. We gave $7.5 million to other ministries. And that's because that's that's how you measure that. If someone took in, you know, I remember Pastor Rodney telling a story about how he met a, a, a businessman, a Christian businessman. and. He, Pastor Rodney was at an airport waiting to get a flight, and the and the businessman said, "Oh," recognized him and said, "Oh, uh, brother Rodney, where are you going?" He said, "I'm going here." He said, "Oh, you can fly with me. I'm close, and then you can drive." He's getting him. He's going to land in Sarasota or something like that, and so he went. Um, and the man was talking to him, and he said, uh, "He said, um, he said, uh, you know, last year I made five hundred million dollars." And Pastor Rodney said, "That's awesome." And then he said, you know, I gave $5 million to the gospel last year. And Pastor Rodney said, and before I could know what I was saying, just out of my spirit said, where's the other 45 million? You robbed God. You know, the, the tithe is 10%. So, so people, people receive and there's abundance, but it's, it's about what impact are you having in the kingdom of God? And so number one is deciding that prosperity is the right thing. Number two is deciding that it's for you. You know, you have to identify yourself that that prosperity is for you. You have to identify that you're going to participate and it's going to be something that you take hold of. One thing I've learned from the word is that there's an inheritance for us in the word. The Bible says in Acts 20 verse 32, it says, now, Paul said, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst all them that are sanctified. When we became the children of God through Jesus Christ, there's an inheritance that came with us. There's an inheritance that's waiting for us in heaven, but there's an inheritance right now. Healing is part of our inheritance. Peace of mind is part of our inheritance. Supernatural divine health is part of our inheritance. Power over demons is part of our inheritance. Power over disease and death is part of our inheritance. Abundance and prosperity is part of our inheritance, but it doesn't come automatically. You have to participate in it. There's keys. And so number two is deciding that it's 
it is for you. You have to take it personally. And then number three is deciding that it's for you now. And this just goes into faith. Faith is now. If it's not now, it's not faith. If it's not one, if it's one day God's going to do this for me, that day never comes. But if you decide, bless God, there's a blessing heading my way now. I'm generous now. I'm a giver now. Prosperity is for me. And then really, one of the keys that I found, you know, I learned this as a youngster with, um, with my mom. She read a book called the Fourth Dimension by Dr. David Yonggi Cho, who's a pastor out of uh, South Korea. But he tells this story about using his imagination to imagine what what he was believing the Lord for. And you can expand that way. It actually takes time and sitting and in thought and, and letting the Lord expand you. You know, you can receive a touch from the Lord and be expanded instantly. I've experienced that where I just felt like the Lord uh, enlarged my cup, enlarged my capacity, right? But but you can use your imagination and you can see yourself, you can see yourself blessed. You can see yourself walking in abundance. So what does that look like for you? You know, there's some people who, who when you say, oh, uh, you can believe the Lord to have $100,000 in savings, that they won't agree with you because, oh, you know, you got to be willing to give it all away. Well, the Bible says he gives seed to sow and bread to eat, but he also says he, it's a, he's foolish who spends everything he has. So that's a scripture verse. He says you'll bless your storehouses. A storehouse is a savings account. There's some people who, who've been around giving that they think having any money in any bank account sitting anywhere, any storehouse is automatically just going to mean God's going to tell them to empty it. You know, there's times where the Lord will do that and, it, and you've got to live like it's never off limits. That the Lord just says, okay, this came in, give it all, that it belongs to the Lord. But the Lord will bless your storehouse. The Lord will make it comfortable. The Lord will make it that you have money in the bank where you're not worried about the next two months' bills, three months' bills. That the, the Lord can make it that you have six months' bills just set aside in, in your bank account. That you that you have $30,000 in an investment account. That you have $100,000 in an investment account. So, so you need to begin to, to, to decide for yourself what is okay for prosperity. And then I heard of uh, uh, Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth say this um, before, and he said, what, what you won't stand up for, you won't keep. And that really impacted me because persecution comes on behalf of the word. The Bible talks about that in Mark chapter four. And so if persecution comes and people say, oh, what do you believe about that prosperity message? You have to, in advance, decide to be willing to stand up for it. It's the same thing that if someone ever says, deny your faith or we'll kill you, you know, there's no way I'm getting to the end of my life and, and, and I've served the Lord, and then I deny the Lord to, to stay alive. There's no way. I can't think of a worse end than that. There's no way. I've, I've predetermined that if there's ever a moment, there's ever a time where it's deny Jesus or die, that I'll say, make my, like Pastor Rodney says, go ahead, make my day. I'd rather go be with the Lord today than ever deny him. And so it's the same with these messages, what you stand up for. Oh, you believe in healing. Yes, I believe, not only do I believe in healing, I believe I very, I carry the very nature of God. I believe I carry the very life of God in my spirit to set the captives free. I believe there's miracle working power in my spirit that flows through my hands. I don't, I don't just believe in healing. I believe I'm a dispenser of healing. I, I'm, I, I've got the very fountain of life on the inside of me. So you need to be willing to stand up for, oh, you believe in the prosperity messages. What about these preachers with their jets? Yeah, I believe every preacher should have a jet. I believe if you're an evangelist and, and you're a good evangelist and you're doing the work of the Lord, you, it sh- the, the job should come with the jet. I believe you should have a way to get where you need to go quickly and comfortably and not waste a bunch of, t- a bunch of time so you can get back to your family. I believe in that. Oh, what about Joel Osteen? And he's got his ten, you know, 10 bedroom house. Yeah, I think it's great. I th- he hasn't taken a salary from Lakewood Church 
fiction in, I think, over a decade. He's written 13 uh, books on the New York Times bestseller list. That's what happens when you're a famous author. You get money. He hasn't taken a salary to be a pastor. So people, people, because they're not willing to stand up for it, a family member comes and says, well, you think God's going to bless you? Yes. The Bible actually says that. If I obey and serve him, I'll, Job 36, 11, if I obey him and serve him, I'll spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasures. You know, even Satan admits that there's a blessing for serving the Lord. Don't you, don't you ever be embarrassed about the, about, the, about the blessing of the Lord. Even Satan admits it. You read Job 1. Does Job fear, Satan says to God, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge of protection around him? Have you not blessed the work of his hand? His substance is increased in the land. That's what, the, that's what even Lucifer admits, that because Job served the Lord, his substance was increased and, you, and, and the work of his hands is blessed. Everything I put my hands to has an anointing on it. I'm blessed in everything I do. And I'm blessed for hundreds of thousands. I'm blessed for millions of dollars. I'm blessed for property acquisition. I'm blessed for cars. I'm blessed for homes. I'm I'm blessed to give. I'm blessed to pay off buildings. I'm blessed to buy people cars. I'm blessed to I'm blessed to pay off people's mortgages and buy people houses. I'm I'm blessed to wear thousand dollar shoes. I'm blessed to wear five thousand dollar suits. I'm blessed. None of it surprises me. There'll be a day I'll wear a $100,000 watch and I, and I won't care. And if the Lord wants me to give it to someone, I'll give it to someone. I don't care. It means nothing to me. But 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 I'll see the hand of, of, the, of the Lord's blessing on my life. And so you have to dignify blessing and prosperity and you have to define what that means for you. You have to settle that in your heart that you're not going to back down. And that, and that you're okay with that, that if someone came up, you know, you hear the way people do it. It's like, there's a couple of pet peeves that I have when people cook and then they cook at home and then, you know, you get, you go over to a meal. Oh, you know, I made this lasagna, but you know, it was better last time. Don't make excuses. If it's terrible, don't serve it. If it's not terrible, don't make excuses for it. Serve it. Let people appreciate it. The moment you lay something out on the table and then you start knocking it down, so... You, you detract from it. So that that's one thing that people do that, that bugs me. But other people, they, they give something or they or they have something nice and then they try to explain to it, yeah, I got a great deal on it. You know, I got this thing two years old. Man, you should have seen the deal that I got. I don't care the deal that you got. It's awesome that the Lord blessed you enough to drive such a nice car. Stop making excuses for it. And I'm not saying don't share a testimony, but some people, the moment they have something nice, they, they're, they're automatically into, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I had some tax rebate money come in and then, you know, this thing and I had this little bit of, I don't care. Thank Lord. Someone says, Hey, that's awesome. You got this car. That's awesome. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The Lord bought this for me. I had a guy come over and, and I had just gotten this truck. The Lord paid cash for this Jeep truck. I bought it brand new, went down with $50,000. I was going to take cash, but I heard that if you take more than $10,000 in cash, you have to do like an IRS slip or something. So, so it was $9,999 in cash. And then I took a checkbook, right? But I went in, paid cat, paid you know, with the check and then brought in some cash and, uh, and, and left with it. And the guy came over he was fixing my cable and, and he said, man, that's a, that's a nice Jeep you got there. And I looked at him, I said, Jesus paid for that for me. I said, I didn't take any money out of the bank for that. Jesus himself bought me that truck. God bought me that truck. You know, I didn't, I got, ended up getting him saved after that, but I'm not ashamed. Jesus, the, 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 the license plate on my truck says heaps because that's how it came. It came in the time of March to August last year. And that's the heaps. And this is the year of the double heaps. And I'm not making excuses when, when, when you see the testimonies that I'm in the middle of right now, I, I'm not making any excuses. I'm blessed by the Lord because I serve God 
God with a pure heart and I do what he calls me to do. He said, he that reaps receives wages. I'm a reaper. I'm an end time harvester of souls and I receive wages and I'm not making excuses for it. There'll be a day where I'll write million dollar checks to other ministries because that's what God's put in my heart. There'll be a day. And so you have to decide what's okay with you. You know, I'll tell you one last story here before I close this out. I, I I was buying, you know, I preach, so I buy dress shoes. I remember a number of years ago, I went to J.C. JCPenney, or it was Dillard's, and I bought this pair of like $250 dress shoes. They were like the nicest dress shoes I'd bought up until that time. I'd never spent anything like that. This was many years ago. And like the second time I was wearing them, or third time I was wearing them, I was at church, and I felt the Lord say, give them. So I went and sat them on the altar, and I gave them. And, uh, and that was a big deal. And then I forgot about it. But then after a number of years, people started blessing me. Pastor Allen blessed me with some Allen Edmund boots that were like 400 bucks. And I started getting these shoes and I started buying myself these Allen Edmund boots or shoes. So between 200 and 400 dollars for these shoes. And that was kind of where I was at. And then I was talking to my brother one day and he, he was wearing these shoes. I said, I like your shoes. What brand? And he says some Italian name and I didn't know what it was. And I said, how much are those? And he's like, they're $1,100. I didn't know there were $1,100 dress shoes. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know you could spend that much on dress shoes. And, and, you know, in me, I thought, man, I would never spend, ele- that, this was my first thought. I'd never spend $1,100 on shoes. That was my first thought. And, um, but you know what happened? A few weeks later, someone came up to me and said, I want to bless you with some shoes and handed me some shoes. And I didn't know what they were. They looked nice. I went home or on my way home, I looked on my phone and they were $950 dress shoes. And I was like, Hey, this is the Lord's blessing me with some dress shoes here. The Lord's picking it up. A week later or so, someone else dressed me with some shoes, $1,100. Another couple weeks later, someone else dressed me with some shoes, $1,000. And so it, it changed on the inside where I didn't go out and buy them, but the Lord was saying, hey, I'm taking you to a place where you're not going to look at $1,000 shoes as expensive. You're just going to say, thank, thank the Lord. You know, it doesn't mean anything to me. I've given away two of those pairs of shoes already anyway. They don't mean anything to me. I'm thankful for the blessing of the Lord. But, but, but God, let God set the level of your prosperity. So if there's an area where you say it's tough for me to believe for going out and eating nice food, you know, let the Lord pay for you to go to a nice steakhouse and spend $100 on one meal for one person. Let the Lord do it for you and, and, and change your perception of money and what's okay. And, and, and then be willing to stand up for it. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.